Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I would like to read one scripture quickly. Before I preach the message, the Bible says in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 4 to 6, You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity. Iniquity in the meanings here mean sin and the consequence of sin. Of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But showing mercy or giving the blessing, showing grace and mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. I want to share with you. How grateful I am toward the Lord. In 1987, the end of the year, the Lord called me to pastor or to start the church. I say no to him because I was so busy in the training at University of Washington. I was on call. I was on call 29 days a month, only one day off. But eventually, I responded to God to start the church in the basement of my house. We have about maybe six, seven people together. And we started from the scratch, from nothing, knowing not much. We just faithful, obey God, growing and learning at the same time. We learn new things, we do it, we learn more, we grow. And now I look back for the past many years I'm thankful that I and Pastor Da responded to the call of God. Because now we are in the third generation. My children grown up to be adult. Now we have grandchildren, and many of you already have grandchildren here. And one of the blessings that I see to have a community is that our children are following God. And they have been blessed by the Lord. God shows mercy not only to me and Pastor Da, but He shows mercy to also my three children and your children, and now your grandchildren. I'm so thankful. Now I understand why Jesus said, Build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because to build a church is not just about me and my generation, but it's about the thousands of generations to come. That we see our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren are taken care of by the Lord. The world out there will destroy our kids with drugs, pornography, bad stuff, sin, addiction, all kinds of bad things out there. But when our children grow up in the church, they are trained in the way of God. They know what is right, what is wrong. They are under protection. The Lord bless them, bless their education, bless everywhere they go. And this is the blessing. 
I'm so glad that many of you in different cities started a church. I know that it's not easy to start from nothing, like what I and Pastor Da did. We have no worship team. We have no microphone. We did not even have a pulpit. We just have a table. Put the sermon on the table. I could not even teach in English. I had to speak in Thai, and somebody translate for me. We had nothing except the heart and the availability and time, and we gave time to God. And I see that God blessed me and Pastor Da all these 30 years, again and again. He blessed my work. He gave me favor at work at the University of Washington. He blessed me to bring patients in. I can pay off my house. I can have left over to do good things. And now we can be the blessing to many people around the world. It's worth it to serve the Lord, to build a godly community that the protection and the mercy of God flow into the next generation. We see people healed from cancer. We see people get delivered from poverty. Family restore. Husband and wife used to sleep in a different room, fighting. Now husband and wife love one another. It's wonderful to see the blessing. Definitely, I enjoy to see my patient come out from sickness, come out from pain, come out from tumor. But it's also the blessing to see people come out from other things that I cannot do with my knife or scalpel. Many things physicians like me cannot help, except God, who is the physician, to help you. Amen? Let's give hand to the Lord together. Let's thank God together. Amen. I want to encourage you. Go for it. Keep building his house. There will be some resistance. There will be some discouragement. But don't give up. Keep pressing in and keep building the house of the Lord in our city. Amen. Praise God. Are you ready for the word of God? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your people. We are your children. You are our daddy. Abba, Father. And because you love us, you teach us, you train us, you correct us, you discipline us, you show us the right way so that we will not get lost and do the wrong things. Thank you, Father, that you will speak to us today. We want to be obedient children, Lord, who want to obey you. We know that your way is better than other ways. We know that your truth will set us free, and we shall be free indeed. Help us, Lord, to receive your truth this morning. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the past two sermons, we have learned that God wants us to have the fullness of peace and the fullness of joy. We learn also that in order to have peace and joy, we need to walk in the area of faith. In believing. And when we have faith, what happens next? Faith is that we believe that the promise of God, the word of God, the character of God is good and is just an amen now. But out of that faith, we have what? Hope, which is the confident expectation of what to come later on. While we are walking in faith, we also have hope. An expectation 
that something going to happen, something good, the promise of God will be manifested, will be fulfilled in the future. Then we start to have hope and faith and joy and peace. The depression has to leave and we can be healthy and strong because we have peace and we also have joy in our heart. When we believe that God shall supply all our needs, we are not going to cry like a baby anymore. We're not going to worry anymore. God is going to take care of us. Amen? The key is to seek the kingdom of God first. The key is to obey Him and do what He say. He can perform miracles to feed us and to bring customers to us and to bring finances to us because God said, I shall supply all of your needs. When we know that God can heal the sickness in our body, we don't have to worry anymore. We don't need to be sad anymore because we believe by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we can be healed. We can be healthy and strong and have extra strength to do good things, to help other people. We believe in the promise of God and we say, hallelujah, glory to God. We get excited. We laugh and we have fun because we have faith in the promise of God. Salvation belongs to me. Healing belongs to me. God's provision belongs to me. But the enemy will try to tell us, Oh, it will not work. Walking by faith is not going to work. You haven't seen it yet. Where is it? Where the money come? Where the healing come? You still have the symptoms. You still have the fever. You still have the sore throat. Where is it? The devil will try to get you to walk by sight, by what you see. This is the difference between Christians and unbelievers. For believers like us, we don't walk by what we see. We don't walk by what we feel, by what we can sense and touch. We walk by faith. We have faith in the promise of God. We have faith in what God can do for us. Let me read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I will explain this scripture to you. Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. We're talking about see, feel, touch. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I believe that this scripture has two meanings. The first meaning is about eternal life. The thing that you see right now, your house, your sport car, your golf club, your motorcycle, your iPad, all of these things that you see, the Bible say, are temporary. There, I remember when I first moved to Seattle, I have a phone like this, this big phone. This huge. I call in the car to the hospital. Hello, Dr. Lau, you page me. Big phone. It's gone now. It's temporary. I used to stay in a house in North Seattle. They're not my house anymore. It's temporary for me. The thing that we see on earth is temporary. Don't attach to it. Don't hang on to it. It can come and it can go. Your car will get old and it will go away. 
But the things that you don't see is in heaven. That is eternal. Your house in heaven is eternal. Your rewards in heaven is eternal. We need to keep our eyes on the things in heaven that we don't see. But the problem is that we don't think too much about heaven yet because we are not there yet. We are still living in the physical world. So what does it mean now about what we things that are not seen? Things are not seen is the things of heaven. And that is recorded in the Bible. God, you remember Jesus say, pray that, let your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Is there poverty in heaven? No. Is there sickness in heaven? No. Is there sadness in heaven? No. Is there strength in heaven? Yes. Is there curse in heaven? No. What is in heaven? Blessing, divine health, prosperity. We don't see what is going on in heaven. But God promised us, and God even asked us to pray, that the will of God in heaven, divine health, prosperity, strength, success, good family, good relationship, all this in heaven that we don't see, but is recorded in the Bible, will happen on this earth. Right now, you may be sick, and you haven't seen divine health yet. Right now, you may be broke. You may have a lot of debt. You haven't seen prosperity yet. But it's of heaven that you don't see. So the Apostle Paul tried to say that we should not be looking at what we are seeing right now. But we should focus on what we don't see that is the promise of God that heaven will come down and happen and manifest in your life, in your family, and in your home. And all those things are recorded in this book. We call the promises of God. The promises of God are for us, and yes, and amen. We haven't seen yet, but it shall happen. Therefore, when we are in faith, when we walk by faith, He will show us what is going on in the Bible. Our faith is based on what God says in the Bible, not on our feeling. Here, the Bible is our foundation. And not only that, the Holy Spirit will show us what to do. And if we walk in faith, we will obey the Bible and we will obey what the Spirit of God says to us in a particular situation. We are not moved by our feelings. We are not moved by what we see and we don't see. I remember when I started church, I went to see my pastor at Christ Church of Northgate. I went to see my pastor and say that, you know, pastor, God called me to start a church. He asked me, what kind of church are you going to do? I say that I'm going to do the books of Act Church. That fully banana for the Bible. Banana for fully for the Holy Spirit. Everything. I'm going to follow the book of Acts. And he looked at me. Dr. Lau, I think you make a mistake in America. People in America would not like the book of Acts. I don't think you're going to make it. And not only that, you don't have a Bible school, 
diploma. You cannot preach in English. How are you going to start a church in America? He looked at me and said, "I think you should give up and stay in our church." And I say, "God told me. He commanded me to start the church, and He told me that I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So I got to stick to the promise of God. I got to stick to what the Holy Spirit tell me." Did I have resources? No resources. No worship team. No kita. No pulpit. Nothing. I did not have any resources. I did not see anything yet. It's just empty. I step into the empty spot. Nothing. But I walk by faith. I believe in the voice of the Spirit who told me. I believe in what Jesus said in the Bible. I step out by faith. And now you see the outcome of that faith. Many years ago, now we have churches all over the world. We see so many lives touched and saved because our God fulfilled His promises. Amen. We are not shaken by what we see. We are not shaken by man's opinion. We are not shaken by logics and reasons of man. We're gonna follow what God say. We believe in the word. We will not let depression come in, discouragement come in, sadness come in. We're gonna rise up and say, "I believe in what God says in the Bible. I believe in what the Holy Spirit says, even though I don't see it yet. How it gonna happen? But I believe man will come in." Healing will come in. Miracle will be there because we still believe in the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We still believe in the same God of Elijah and Elisha. Believe in the same God of Paul and Peter and Timothy and King David. The same God in the Bible. So I don't care what men say. I'm not going to be confused because I know exactly what God say. We are not living in confusion. Is that right? Everyone say non-confusion, no confusion. I know exactly. We are not going to live in frustration, no frustration. Why frustration? I know God is on my side. God going to do it for me. He can take care if He can create the world out of nothing. He can bring in things to help me. Amen. I believe and I trust God. I'm not confused. I'm not frustrated. All of my needs, personal needs, church needs, ministry needs, shall be met by the Lord. Because Jesus said, "I shall meet all of your needs according to my riches in glory through Christ Jesus." Amen? Amen. So you need to watch yourself. If you have no joy, you are very depressed, and you say this way, "I wish that God will provide for me." I wish that. This promise will come true. I haven't seen it yet. Where is it? Where is the provision? Where is the manpower? Where is my customer? Where, 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 where? If you are depressed about it and you talk like that, you are not in faith. You are in doubt, and doubt will not get anything from heaven. If you want to receive the power from heaven, if you see want to see the breakthrough. The key is faith and joy. Laugh about it. Have joy and faith, and have peace and believe. 
Do you know that faith is a choice? Do you know that faith is a choice? You can choose to have faith, or you can choose to have doubt. I'm talking to the believer right now. A heart of every believer can believe. That's why you call believer. Are you a believer? Can a believer believe? If you are a Christian, you are a believer, and you say, "I cannot believe." You are trying to tell me that the fish cannot swim and the bird cannot fly. That's what you try to say. Are you a believer? Can you believe? You can believe. You know why you can believe? Because if you really born again, the Holy Spirit is in you and on you, and the same Spirit who is in Jesus Christ. Give you measure of faith. You have the potential on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, who can give you measure of faith, more or less. So you need to learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit and let Him increase the measure of faith. More faith. The more faith you have, the better for you. Then you have more peace, more joy. More victory, more breakthroughs and miracles in your life. You need to have more faith, and you say, "Holy Spirit, give me." Ask Holy Spirit, give me the greater measure of faith. Confusion, get out of here. Frustration, get out of here. Sadness, get out of here. Depression, fear, worry, anxiety. Whether I can pay off my debt or not, don't worry about it. Amen. When I bought the house for Pasada, <laughs> she find a good house and oh, happy wife, happy life. All the husband say happy wife, happy life, miserable wife, miserable life. Why some husband don't say it? You don't agree with me? How many people agree that happy wife, happy life? <laughs> I like to joke this all the time. When I walk into the room, pre-op room, where the patient gonna go to the surgery, I say I need to mark your back because I can operate here. I mark the back because it's a law. The nurse wouldn't be unhappy if I don't mark the area of surgery. So I mark and say, "Happy nurse, happy work." <laughs> and after that, I say, "Happy wife, happy life," because the wife was sitting there. The husband gonna have surgery, so the wife. Smile and say, "I like this doctor." <laughs> happy God, happy life too. Amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. So when Pastor Da want to have that house, I buy the bullet and buy it. So expensive, and I say, "God, I don't like debt. I don't like debt at all. Big debt to pay mortgage." And I pray, God, you need to help me. I need to get out of this. Debt ASAP, so that I can be free to serve the Lord. You know, suddenly after I pray by faith and I still rejoice, walk in the house. My wife is happy. I'm happy. I have peace and joy, even though the paycheck to the mortgage company is so big now. Ooh, big number. My hand a little bit shaking when I write a check, but I still believe God gonna feed me. It's interesting. After I pray, suddenly. The Overlake Hospital and Evergreen Hospital say, "You know, in the past you on call, you never get paid. Now we're gonna pay you one thousand dollars a night." 
so it means I was on call for evergreen seven days a month, over lake seven days a month. It means I get fourteen thousand dollars a month, sitting at home. So all this money dumped into the mortgage. So within a short period of time, the house was paid off. So after the house was paid off, the hospital write to me, "Oh, I think we're gonna get somebody else to be on call. You don't need to be on call anymore." Praise the Lord! I pay off my house already. Now I need not need to be on call. Praise God! So now I'm free. No on call. Hallelujah! <laughs> As a doctor, the blessing is no on call. <laughs> Praise God! Amen. Hallelujah! So you can choose to have faith, or you can choose confusion. You can choose to be joyful, or you can choose to be sad. We have the seed of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. That we can choose to have faith, we can choose to be joyful, and when we choose that, faith rises up on the inside. And you know what happened? Let me say this. Listen carefully. When you make a decision to have faith, and you make a decision to be joyful, you ignite the power of God. You remember Jesus say in the Bible. About ten individuals came to Jesus for healing, and every time he healed for each individual, and they got healed, Jesus said this way: "Because of your faith, you were made whole." What it means is this: In fact, God is a God that can do impossible thing, but what blocks God from doing impossible thing is your doubt. God can do anything. But you need to do your part. You need to have faith, and when you walk by faith, you ignite the power from heaven. You draw power from heaven to make something powerful happen in your life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! So you can see that when you have faith, something gonna happen. The power of God will work in your life. Miracles shall happen. Supernatural provision will come. Healing shall come. Therefore, I want to tell you there is no justification for depression at all for a believer. There is no excuses to be depressed. No matter what happened to you in your life right now or in the past, being depressed is not going to help you. Listen one more time. Being depressed is not going to make things better. I never seen people who cry and cry and cry and sob until there's no there is no more tear. Just keep crying and crying, and at the end of that crying, miracle happen and the problems goes away. Never. Actually, they got worse because they have to go to see doctor and pay medical bill for trazodone, amitriptyline. They could not sleep and they get sick and they have more medical bills. Actually, sadness and depression will make you worse. I never seen anybody who gets sad to the point that the debt paid off. I never seen anyone who cried and cried until the body get healed. Never even one time. Depression is bad. Everyone say depression is bad. Joy is good. God is good. The devil is bad. Yes. 
Heaven is good. Hell is bad. The blessing is good. The curse is bad. What you gonna choose, the bad or the good? I'm glad. Otherwise, I have to do brain transplant. If you say you want the bad, amen. But the devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He would do anything to stop you from having faith. He will tell you, "Oh, you will never get out of this problem." He will lie to you, deceive you that you will never get out from depression. You will never get out from sadness and fear and anxiety. He lies. You can get out. You don't need to take antidepressant forever. You can stop. Depression is not for you. Amen. Joy is for the believers. Don't listen to the devil. Amen. Psalm chapter forty-two, verse five and verse eleven. In the same chapter, David say two times, "Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. What is hope? Confident expectation. For I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance." Okay, verse eleven. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquiet within me? Two times. The second time. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. The psalmist, King David, teaches a good lesson. His spirit talked to his soul or his emotion. His spirit talked to our body. Our life has three parts. The physical body, the spirit, and the soul. The soul is emotion and mind and thought process, but our real person is a spirit. So King David, spirit, say to his soul or his mind, "Why are you so sad?" As a believer, sometimes we have to examine ourselves. We need to put our hand in our ear and. Jerk like this, and say, "Wake up! Wake up! What are you doing? Your soul, my soul, my emotion. I'm not telling the wife to do that. Okay, I'm saying you do it to yourself. I see some wife just grab on the ear of the husband. Wake up, husband! <laughs> you wake up. You ask yourself, what are you doing? Why you haven't smiled for three days? Why you are so sad? What you are thinking? Wake up! Stop being depressed. Have faith in God. Laugh, and maybe your soul answer. I have to be depressed. I cannot help it. I cannot help it. No, it's a lie. You can help it. You can stop being depressed. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He can set you free from depression, amen. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You can stop being depressed. Just stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You are more than a conqueror. You are the victor. You are not a victim. You are not overwhelmed, but you are the overcomer. 
Everyone say, I'm an overcomer. I'm a victor. I'm not a victim. Amen. I'm not overwhelmed. I overcome everything. Because the one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. So, They gave me signal. So I'm not a good singer. But I want to sing this to you. I've got victory every day. That is all I do and say. I've got victory every night. Because I have got the spirit of power and might. I have never have a day that I'm down. No matter how I feel, I don't frown. I choose to believe and choose to receive. That give me joy and a better belief. That make me happy and make me strong. Make me go on and on. I won't quit. I can't quit. Oh, thank God. All the testimony, I will tell. Amen. I cannot sing very well. Hallelujah. <laughs> this morning, I practiced singing in my room. I think I sang better this morning. Than this. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't cry. Don't feel pitiful. You have strength in the Holy Spirit. Don't let depression come in. Stop being upset. Stop being mad. Be happy. Rejoice. You can control your feeling. Amen. You don't let your feeling control you. You have the Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit, who can help you to control your feeling. You know, if you leave, I'm going to end here soon. If you are led by your feeling, you're going to be unstable. Because feeling can go up and feeling can go down. Don't be slave to your feeling. You walk by faith. You are led by the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit help you. Feelings are real, but not every feeling is good, is right. So don't let feeling control you. You walk by faith. Amen? You walk by faith. <laughs> Everyone say, I don't walk by feelings. I don't walk by sight. I'm not controlled by how I feel. I yield to the Holy Spirit. I walk by faith. I walk with the Spirit. I'm an overcomer. I'm a victor. From now on, my faith shall be stronger. My joy will be there all the time. My peace, My peace 
shall overflow, and they shall see miracles. The power of God will work in me and through me. I make a choice to walk by faith. I have hope, confident expectation of things to come. I don't see it now, but I believe. I am persuaded. I am confident. The promise of God will be fulfilled in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us and reminding us of the truth in the Bible. Help us to be people of faith in this 21st century. Lord, we will be the people who are going to go into the promised land, take over the land. We will knock down all the giants in that land. We will take the the mountains there, the mountains there. We will pull down all the forests and make the land and prepare the land for the next generation, Father. We thank you, Lord, and revival shall happen in America, in Germany, in Thailand, in uh, Vietnam, in Singapore, in many countries, in Philippines, Father. Oh, Lord, in all over the world. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.